the Provocative Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Don't forget before I go into today's video that there is merch available on the website. So it's actually just my website. Provocative Podcast doesn't have its own website just yet. So it's under jazzyfit.me. You go under merch, you'll be able to find Provocative Podcast merch on there, which is just a few shirts and some stickers. But if you guys want to support the podcast... You guys have some merch um, there available and it'll be in the link in the description for you guys as well. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for um, everyone who supports me so far. It's been an amazing journey with you girls. And, you know, the last recent episodes, I've been getting so much love. Um, you know, the one with uh, Suzette talking about makeup just did so well. You guys really enjoyed that one. So it makes me really happy. And then the one from last week with Ale. It was such a good podcast. I was so happy that she was able to, you know, share her story with you guys because, you know, I've been a part of her journey for a while. And just for her, I think it was a great way for her to share her story. And I know a lot of you girls reached out and said that you guys could actually relate to her. So I think that was amazing. I just want to say, you know, with me having the podcast, it's, uh, you know, it's different. Um, with Instagram, you can kind of block out the negative comments. Uh, but when now that I have my Instagram, my TikTok, my podcast, actually, and my YouTube, my personal YouTube, I actually just did a video on YouTube and I had like a little talk at the end. And I stated that it's been a little, um, you know, harder recently with just like trying to block out all the negative noise. Um, and it's not so much a negative, you know, I understand that People are going to have different opinions. That's why, you know, I made the podcast, but it's easier said than done. You know, when you get a ton of different opinions uh, thrown at you, it's it's a lot harder. It's a, a hard pill to swallow. Let's just say that. So, you know, I know that whatever argument I may have, there's always going to be an opposing argument and no, not everyone's going to agree with me. And that's OK. You know, I'm learning. I knew that going into making the podcast, I knew that was going to be a thing. But I think now more so ever actually living through it, I, you know, I know it's a thing and it's um, I, I'm grateful for where I'm at in my journey now because I feel like it has prepared me to be able to handle, you know, what I'm handling now as far as the outside noise and stuff and I will say like I it's hard because I do feel like I have to watch everything I say even like last week's episode I didn't feel like you know my intention is never to hurt anyone's feelings my intention is obviously to you know give my opinion or you know my feedback um and you know I I, I some person commented that they thought that I was being insensitive to other moms because I was basically praising Ale for the way she was raising her. She's deciding to raise uh, Elijah. And by no means was that, you know, anything I was trying to do. I was just stating that if I was going to be a mom, I, I would love for me to be able to take that route that she was doing. But that does not mean that if you don't take that route or whatever it was that I said that it makes you a bad mom. And I hope, I hope that you girls didn't take it that wrong way because my intention is never to make anyone feel bad. And if you feel bad, you need to ask yourself why you're feeling bad about it. And I've said that before. If you're getting criticized or you're getting comments, if you are confident in yourself and you know what you want and you know you're doing what you can, there shouldn't be any type of you know, negative feelings towards that. But if you're feeling some type of way, it, maybe it's because it's it's a sign to look within yourself and ask yourself why you're feeling this way. Could you be doing more? Whether that be mom life, work life, entrepreneur, whatever it, it may be, looking within yourself and asking yourself, am I doing what I feel like is enough for me? And um, yeah, just kind of wanted to throw that, you, that at you guys. And you know, I understand that not everyone is going to agree with me, but I just wanted to state that because it has been a little bit harder <laughs> to to deal with. You know, last week I was on um, my podcast with Max came out on his uh, personal podcast and it was me talking about very openly about my OnlyFans. And you guys know that I am very open about it. I, I want I would love to talk more about it, but I think it's because I'm not I don't know if that's something that you girls are interested in that I, I can be more vocal about it. But um, I try to be as vocal as I can because if there are other women out there who are wanting to get in and or just want to have questions of how my life is with OnlyFans, I want to be able to help them out because when I first started my OnlyFans, that it, 
like videos and stuff were not available to me. I didn't have resources to look at. And so now that there are more resource, resources, it's, it's great. And I would love to be one of those resources. And that's exactly what I said, you know, on Max's podcast. But I knew going into it that I was going to get a lot of um, hate and not a lot, but I knew I was going to get some hate because of people that don't know me personally. And so last week I really just focused on not looking at the comments on not letting my mind wander to those places and get to those places. And I'm very grateful that I have Chris there because he knew on Monday I was, my anxiety was through the roof. I was like trying so hard not to pick up my phone. And like, he's just really good at thankfully at being like my support system and like trying to get me out of my own head. And, uh, you know, last week I, I had like a funk week, but you know, it happens. And, and, um, yeah, so I just wanted to state that be kind of open and raw with you guys about, about that. So anyways, I just, you know, I am grateful for all of you who listen and I just want to help you girls out as much as I can give you guys entertaining content, but at the same time, helpful content. And I feel like so far I've been doing that. And I'm just really grateful for all of you who have been able to resonate with this podcast because the amount of daily messages that I get from you girls are just insane. And I've been like, really, I've been screenshotting all of them. I'm trying to make a little like, um, uh, collage thing with them. I just haven't yet, but, um, I just, every single message that you guys reach out to me, like it, it truly means the world. So thank you so, so much for that. All right, let's go into today's, um, intro before we go into today's topic. And today's topic is going to be, uh, what would Jazzy do? Because I haven't done one of those in a while. And, um, let me know in the comments if you guys like them. I did a little poll yesterday on my story about it and I didn't know that like, cause I feel like it's not a single topic. It's just me giving out advice based on what I would do. So, you know, some of them are fun. Some of them are more serious, but I didn't know if you guys actually enjoy them, but from the responses I got back yesterday, it seems like you girls to do. So I'm going to do a, what would Jazzy do? But before we get into that, let me give you guys a little intro. So like I said last week, I feel like I was in a little bit of a funk. I am feeling a lot better this week. I feel like, you know, there are just days where there's just weeks that, you know, it happens. You're not going to be at a hundred and that's, you know, normal. I have my weeks where I'm at a hundred and I'm like full throttle and I'm so happy and I'm not tired and I'm good. But then I have my weeks where I'm like, you know, down or I feel a little depressed. And, um, it's important to talk to someone, uh, whether that be your significant other, your, your mom, your friend, and let them know, Hey, I'm having kind of a hard week this week. Can you like, maybe like check up on me and like get me out of the house, even though the last thing you want is to get out of your house. You know, this last week I had a few days where I didn't want to get out of bed, but, um, I made, sure that Chris knew that I was having a harder week and he was like, okay, let's, let's get up. Let's go outside. Let's go to the gym. Let's go here. I need, we need to, we need to get you out of the house because if we keep you here, if I let you lay in bed, you're just going to lay in bed and it's going to get you deeper into that depressive state. And I don't want you to go through that. So it's important to let someone know. Um, and it helps because now I feel like after that second day that I was feeling kind of low, it helped a lot. It helped tremendously. So I'm just really grateful. And it's also, it's not his responsibility to know all the time. It's my responsibility to speak up when I feel like something's going on. And it's your responsibility as a, as a person, as a friend to speak about what's going on in your life. You know, if you have friends and you're like, why aren't they asking what's going on in my life? Like they're bad friends or bad parents. It's not that guys, everyone has their own shit going on in their life. And if you don't speak out, if you don't say, Hey, I'm going through a really hard time. People won't know what's going on. And I actually just had um, a conversation with one of my friends about this because we were both going through different things and she was kind of going through a really hard time too. And she was kind of distancing herself and it made me feel like, okay, why are you distancing yourself? Is something wrong? Did I do something wrong? And it, when we both sat down and we communicated what was going on, it was like, wow, I didn't realize you were going through that. And she was like, wow, I didn't realize you were going through that. And that's why it seemed like I was being distant. So, you know, it's important to communicate with your friends and your family if you're going through a hard time or you need someone because they're not always going to be able to guess when something is wrong. And it's better for you to tell them so that they can get you out of that hole faster than going through these, this period of weeks where you're just like in a limbo and you're not seeing your friends or you're being distanced when, you know, they could probably help you out and get you out of this hole so that you could progress in whatever area that you need to progress in. So 
you know, that happened. And anyways, I feel a lot better this week. Um, one thing that is super simple, but I just want to remind you girls and guys is drink your fucking water. Like I, it is so important in your daily life to drink water. I can't tell you guys how important it is. Like I go, when I look my leanest and my best is when I'm drinking half a gallon to a gallon of water a day. And yes, it's hard to do, but you just have to remind yourself, put reminders. I do a trick where when I grab my water bottle, I don't take less than 10 sips, 10 gulps. And that means I may be bloated for like a couple minutes after I drink the water, but it makes my water go by so much faster. And the benefits of water on just your skin, your health is just so good. Not only that, you will wake up the next day looking so much tighter and flatter. I'm telling you, when I am on a roll with my water, it takes like a few days because at first you kind of, you're kind of like not swollen, but your body's like, oh shit, I'm getting water. Let me take it all in. And once you give your body more water, it starts flushing it out by day three, four, like I promise you, you are going to feel so much flatter in your stomach. You're going to wake up and you're going to be like, holy crap. Because your mind wants to make you think like, oh my God, I'm drinking all this water. I'm going to hold on to water, but it's actually the opposite. As long as also you're not having uh, foods that are super high in sodium, like chips and, and putting a ton of salt on your food and, you know, like us Mexicans, Cheetos with Valentina and limon y sal, not good. Okay, girls, don't do that shit because it's so bad for your health. I promise you, like you will feel so much better. I'm not saying you can't do it once in a while. I'm just saying don't be doing it daily, but drink your fucking water. I'm back on my water game this week and I feel so much better. So there's that. And lastly, before I get into uh, today's topic, Chris and I are deworming ourselves. Okay. So we have been seeing, or I have been seeing on TikTok, um, you know, like to deworm yourself, it's so important. And I was just like, we had actually talked about it like six months ago about doing it, but we weren't, we never took it serious. We're like, eh, whatever. Well, Chris has actually been having a lot of stomach issues to where he's just not able to keep any food in his system. And it's actually been worrying me a lot. So I was like, okay, you know what? These let's, let's maybe, maybe you have a parasite. Maybe it's time to do this like cleanse. And when we started doing more research on it, we realized that, you know, there was a lot of things on there, fatigue and headaches and things were that were popping up. And I was like, man, like I have been feeling a lot more tired recently. And, um, you know, maybe this could help me out too. And if he's going to dewarm himself, I might as well do it because we sleep together. We're always together. And so we were like, screw it. Let's go on this journey together. So we bought, um, this liquid called Paragard. We got it on Amazon and, um, it's what everyone on TikTok was using. And, um, we are on day, we started at Saturday. So Saturday's day one, day two, we are on day four today. And so far we haven't seen anything crazy in the, ba- in the bathroom, but we have seen, um, uh, some parasites because they're like white and they look like a mini rice like well not mini rice it looked like rice like if you had a like a handful of like raw rice uncooked rice that's what they look like in your poop (laughs) and so i mean some people's have been some people's poop have had like big ass tapeworms thankfully that hasn't happened because when we were watching the reviews guys some people were having worms coming out of their skin i was freaking out because i told chris i was like oh my god i swear if a worm comes out of my skin i'm going to freak the hell out but thankfully that hasn't happened yet it's a 10-day cleanse you can do an extreme cleanse and do the 30 days listen, we're not, we're not going that extreme. We're doing the 10 days. And so, so far nothing crazy has come out, but I'm just hoping that, you know, at the end of this cleanse, we'll feel better. And I'll give you guys an update after day 10. All right, guys. So let's get into what would Jazzy do? So I have my phone on me. I'm going to go through some of these. I have not read any of these. As you guys know, I don't read any until the day of so that you guys can get my genuine expression and feeling on camera. Okay. All right, number, let me go down to the bottom. All right. Um, (laughs) I'm getting my breasts augmented in six months. What would you change if you could? I think this is a good one. Um, It's funny because I made a video about, I have a full YouTube video about my breasts, guys, where I went, what size I did, all that stuff. Um, And I mentioned in my video that I wanted to get them redone 
And recently when I'm on my period, my, my breasts get so big. And I, when I post stories, like in my sports bra, you girls are always asking around that time. They're like, Oh my God, did you get your boobs redone? And I'm like, no, I wish like my boobs look great right now. So like I mentioned in that YouTube video, if I could change one thing, it would be to go a little bit bigger now. I think when I first got them done, because I was so young, I was 18. I had like thinner arms. I was just like more linkier and I feel like it fit my body really well. Now I, I think my breasts fit my body perfectly. I'm not, I really don't have many complaints about my breasts. I just love them when I'm on my period and they're literally just like probably 25 to 50 cc's bigger when I'm on my period because they're just a little bit more swollen. And that's the size that I would like to go literally just a smidge more, which is why I've held back on redoing them because it's like, I don't really want to pay 10 grand just for such a small increase and go through the whole surgery process for just a small increase. So that's one of the reasons, the main reason I haven't gotten mine redone, but if I had to choose one thing would be just that the size, because I have saline implants. I have, um, 350 and 375 and the other, and they're perfect for me. I, you know, I for a while wanted to change the type of implant because I wanted a more of a like a a, a natural falling look. But I feel like now I, I really do like the look of mine. I like the the fact that mine are round and perky, but not too fake and high and they're not too saggy and low because I've seen both and I'm just really, really happy with mine. So um, besides the size, I wouldn't fix much. The only other thing I will say that I feel like my doctor left a huge ass scar and mine's underneath my, like my breast. So when I raise up my hands, obviously you can see it. And that's the only thing that between Chris and I, we say, we wish our doctor did differently because I feel like her scars are just like, my scars are just way too big and prominent. Thankfully now with time it's, they've got diminished a little bit, but they're still pretty noticeable if only if I raise my arms if they're down like they are now you can't really see it but besides that guys I have no complaints I love my breast um I don't you know get into the whole breast implant illness because I don't care I'm not fucking getting rid of my implants I love them I got them for me I worked so hard to get them for me it was a decision I made but it was such an important decision for me because when I made that decision it was like me alone no one was supporting me I wasn't actually with Chris at the time and um my mom, like, you know, after I was like, okay, I'm, I am going to do it. She supported me then, but it was a decision that I wanted to make for myself. And, you know, I feel like it's, they're a part of me now. And thankfully, you know, I may have IBS and shit, but I'm not blaming it on my boobs. So that's my only thing when it comes to breasts, but I will say, do your research, always look at before and after per, uh, pictures when you're choosing your surgeon, uh, make sure you feel comfortable with your surgeon. And yeah, that's pretty much all I can say. If you have more questions on my breast, I have a full YouTube video on my YouTube channel, Jazzy Fit. All right. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> what would you do? Skip a court date. Cause she's, she's at the gym. I don't know what you mean by that, but I don't know why she wouldn't go to a court date if she's at the gym. Okay. When your significant other is feeling extremely insecure, but you, but won't drop it after addressing things. I will say, depending on what they're feeling insecure about, it takes time. Like if, if you messed up in your relationship or the, you have shown reasons why your significant other is jealous it's going or should be jealous it's going to take time for your significant other to fully trust you and to fully feel confident and it all depends on the what happened it's you know it's on the basis of what happened because you know you could have just liked the photo or you could have cheated on your partner or whatever it may be i think your job if you messed up in any kind of relationship is to be understanding with the other person and give them time and ask them like hey how are you doing is there anything that i'm doing that could help you, you know, process things better or make you feel more comfortable. Because at the end of the day, if you're in a relationship with someone, it shouldn't be like, you're doing this again. It should be, I want to make you comfortable because I want us to be comfortable in our relationship. Because depending on what happened or why that person is feeling insecure, 
you know, it's something that you both have to communicate. And if, like I said, if you did something wrong, then it's up to you to make things better for the other person. And if you didn't do something wrong and that person is just insecure or whatever, then they need to have like a deep conversation with you as far as why they're, they're feeling that type of way. And maybe seek therapy because it's different. Like I said, it's all different based on what the subject is, but let's, for example, let's say you're going out with your girlfriends at the club, at the, at a bar every, every two weeks or whatever. I mean, a guy's going to feel some type of way about you going out to the club by yourself. Like it's, I, and it, it, something like that, it's not just your boyfriend. Like they're, several guys are going to have issues with that. So it just depends on what, like I said, what the topic is. But I personally feel like if you messed up and your significant other, and this goes for guys and girls, significant other is feeling some type of way. It's your duty to make them feel better if you want to maintain a healthy relationship. So I will say that. All right. Um, losing yourself from your own negative thoughts. This one's hard because I really feel like Thankfully, I haven't, if I have any negative thought, I quickly just dismiss it because I'm all about manifesting the life that you want and bringing in energy to yourself of the life that you want. And if you are bringing in negative energy and negative thoughts into your mind, that is all that you are going to attract. So I'm a very, very big firm believer in your thoughts attract what you want in life. And so If I have any negative thoughts or anything, what I end up doing, if it's a valid negative thought, I I speak about it with someone like Chris, for example, and I'm like, hey, I'm having this thought. I know it's not the right thought. Help me, help me through it. And he, for the most part, will be like, hey, like, don't, there's no need for you to feel that way. We're like, you know, if you're stressing about X, Y, Z, this is what we can do to to help with your stress or whatever it may be. And it'll kind of go away. But yeah, like, I just feel like, you know, if you have those negative thoughts, especially about yourself, you need to be like, you know what? No, like I I can't think this way. I have like, you don't automatically have to start telling yourself positive things, but don't think about those things. Don't allow that negative energy to come to you and to affect your life. Because then that's, like I said, I am a big firm believer in that. And that's what you will attract. So, and it's, it's, it's very hard to do, but it's, creating that habit. The next time you have it, create that habit, write it down. So you don't forget, write it down on your phone, write it down on your laptop, write it down on your mirror, like lose negative thoughts, get rid of negative thoughts. And that way, anytime that you're anywhere in your house or whatever, wherever your workspace, you have a negative thought, you can see something that says, get rid of that negative thought. And then you're like, okay, shit, I got to get rid of it. And then it'll become a habit to where you'll get rid of those negative thoughts without even having to think about it. So that's my advice on getting rid of those negative thoughts. Okay. Uh, co-workers dislike you for no valid professional reason, all personal jealousy. <sighs> I wouldn't even know what to do. I, I've dealt with jealousy all my life. So I just kind of do my own thing. I would just say, do your own thing. Be careful who you talk to. Be careful who you let in fucking sage yourself every day at work. <laughs> and if it comes to be a problem, like I'm just a trade up person. I'd be like, I just ask them what their deal is with you. Maybe try to fix it. So that you don't have to go into a workspace where you're uncomfortable every day because that would be very draining on your energy as well. So maybe it's time for you to confront that person and ask what it is they don't like about you. And if there can be a work away around that, or at least, you know, if they don't like you, great, cool, whatever, keep their distance so that you're not, you know, affected by their negative energy. That's what I would do. Um, all right. What would you do if your brother's friend asked you to go on a date and low-key want to? Um, I feel like I'm the type of person that would go. Uh, <laughs> Chris is looking at me. Um, I feel like I would go. Like, it just depends. I would definitely see, like, what kind of date is it? Is it like a, like a, let's go to the park, have some ice cream kind of date? Like a chill non-sexual date that's what I would do like dinner and club and maybe end up drinking and hooking up I would try to avoid that um because then you could really like you don't even know if you actually could develop feelings for this person and then you fucked up a relationship with that person and potentially with that person and your brother so I would say cool if it's a chill hangout feel that person's vibe see if anything if anything could lead to some if that could lead to somewhere and that way if it's not if you're like, yeah, I actually don't really like this person. You didn't hurt anything. You didn't do anything wrong. Right. You, yeah, we went out, 
you went out for ice cream or you went to the park and walked around a little bit or hung, hung out in a public space rather than hanging out in a, in, in a private, something could go down and then you're like, I actually don't like this person. And then it's all awkward. So that's what I would do. Okay. Let's see. Uh, working a nine to five and feel stuck in life. Every day is the same. Find a way to bring in different sources of income, different sources of revenue. I've talked about it several times. If you have a nine to five job and you hate your job right now with TikTok, with social media, what are you doing? Do something. There's Amazon storefront. There's so many different revenues that you can do. And I'm not specifically saying you girl, but I'm saying like you as the listener who's watching this, whatever, there is so much that you can do on e-commerce with e-commerce. And you need to take full advantage of that. Work your nine to five and see, okay, what else do you like to do that you can do on your free time that could potentially lead somewhere that could potentially get you out of your nine to five job and you know, make you more money or just plain make you happier. So I always say that when I had, you know, my restaurant job, I was doing makeup on the side. I was doing online training on the side. Like I was doing multiple things to bring in revenue so that I didn't just depend on one revenue first off. And second off, that way I knew I was building into something, whether or not it would have been the makeup taking off, whether or not been me built making my own restaurant or, you know, I went with the online training route, but I was working three different angles to see what I wanted to do with my life. And for a little while there, I actually was going to pursue having my own restaurant. Chris and I were actually going to take that route and it fell through and we went with the online training route. And I'm so grateful that we ended up doing this route. I think we would have been very successful in the restaurant route regardless, but this is the route that we took because we had different options. So I would say on your free time, what are, what are you doing with your free time? Or if you're nine to five job, can you do something while you're doing your nine to five job that can be bringing you money elsewhere and that you could be potentially, you know, making this at a career in the future time. So that's what I would recommend that you do. All right. So these two ended up being both about sex. So when your significant other has a really low sex drive, work with Transcend. I'm working with them. As you guys know, they're uh, a company that helps you with hormones and any kind of hormone imbalances that you have. Uh, maybe let your, first of all, let your significant other know that you want more sex and potentially, um, you know, they could probably, if they're open to the idea, work with someone to check, you know, are there, I'm, I'm assuming this is a guy or girl, I don't know, but are there sex, um, is their sex drive low? And then they can check there if their, their hormones are low in that area and they could potentially prescribe medication for guys. You know, there's some stuff that you can take. Okay. Um, and it, there's nothing wrong with you taking stuff to help you. If it's going to help you with your sex drive and it's going to help you in your relationship. And for females, there are stuff there out there too, that they can prescribe you to help you know, build up that sex drive so that, you know, you feel like you are connecting with your partner sexually in that sense as well. So, um, I would recommend hitting up someone who can help you with that. All right. And next, all right. My husband always rejects me when I want to have sex and only wants it when he feels like it. Um, I would be pissed. (laughs) Um, have the conversation with your significant other, with your husband and ask like what, (laughs) why he's being the way that he's being like, why is he, first of all, I think it's weird if your husband is rejecting you when you want to have sex, like, unless it's, are you trying to have sex when he's in like in the middle of like a fucking call of duty game? Because if that's, (laughs) if that's the case and yeah, Chris is going to be like, no girl, you're going to have to wait till my game is over. But if we're in the bed or we're in the couch cuddling or he's like fucking brushing his teeth and I'm like, I want to have sex and suck his dick. He's going to want to have sex with me. Like I <laughs> like, that's just how I think things should work in that area. So I'm wondering why your husband is not wanting to have sex with you when you want to have it. But then it's still want. the thing is, the issue is that he still wants to have sex with you, but on his terms. So that's just like the weird thing about it. And so just have that conversation and be like, Hey, I've noticed that when I want to have sex, you don't want to have sex, but you want to want me to have sex with you when you want to have sex. And I just don't think that's not quote unquote fair, but it's not 
it's not good for me, you know, that I feel like you're only using me when you want want sex and you're not taking my feelings and my emotions into consideration. So I would definitely have that conversation. And maybe there's a deeper reason why your, your husband's not wanting to have sex with you when you want to, because I just don't see why, especially with men and their sex drives, he's still wanting to have sex. But when you want to have sex, he doesn't want to have sex. I just find that a little strange. So you need to have a conversation with him, girlfriend. All right. Okay, let's see. Um, <sighs> guy love, guy love bombarded me the second time we hung out. Said I think I love you. So weird, <laughs> guys. I will say that that is one thing. Like as a guy, give give a girl her space and don't bombard her so quick. I feel like when I when Chris and I would break up like oh my god the amount of guys that would literally try within like five hours to like I want you to be my girlfriend oh my god I think I'm in love with you. like it was just like dude dude you need to you need to back away because first off it makes you feel suffocated like you can't breathe it doesn't make you want that person and to it it, it is a little weird to come off so strong like that it's like let's take it easy let's take it slow let me see if I like you because Sometimes you think you like a person right off the bat. And then the more time you spend with them, you're like, I actually don't freaking like this person. It's not someone I want to be with. And that just takes time. So, I mean, it's great that that guy caught feelings for you so quick, you know, in that sense. But at the same time, it's like, guys and girls, give the other person some space to build feelings, to want to be around you, to see if there's a connection, because it is uncomfortable, like, for me, it was like, I almost always just wanted to be like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you because it was just like an overwhelming thing. And when I talked to Chris about it, he was like, people just want to fucking <laughs> just tie you down quick because you're on the market. And they're like, oh, I, I, I want to tie her down quick. So maybe this guy just really wants to tie you down, girlfriend. But, you know, if it's not something you're looking for, then I would definitely state that as well. So just just give give them some space. OK. All right. Um. Let's see. If you are mentally out of a bad relationship, but can't leave because they support you financially. <sighs> and then the same person is like, what would you do if your family was toxic and narcissistic? Well, that answers my second question. Cause I was going to say you should go and move in with your family. But if your family is also toxic, maybe like try living with a friend or finding means with a friend, because I would say, girlfriend, it's, it's not a good thing. Like to have to be with someone who is toxic and you're not mentally, you don't want to be with, let's just keep it simple. You don't want to be with this person anymore. And you don't like the longer you stay, even though it's for financial reasons, the more I feel like you're going to end up losing yourself. And you might have to give up some stuff and you might have to, you know, quote unquote, suffer somewhere else, but it rather be like, maybe, yeah, your family is toxic, but maybe like fucking move in back with them. Do what you got to do. Go to work, work multiple jobs to get out and to move out on your own. Cause there's always way, there's always ways around it. Like I just said, do find a way to make money when you're working another job. That way you can be bringing in income while you're working at another job and then potentially you could find your own place, maybe move in with a friend. But I will say like staying with someone just because they're supporting you financially, it's not good. It, it can also create a lot of issues. That person probably feels like they own you too at the same time and they can get away with more. Like it's just not, that itself is its own toxic environment. So I would just, knowing myself, I would do whatever I could to, to bring in more income so that I could live by myself, whether that be in a fucking shithole, but I'm by myself for, but thankfully for me, you know, I have supportive family members or, you know, my, my parents, I would just move back home with them, use all my time to fucking work. Cause you're not so that you're not at home. If that home area is a toxic place and, you know, save some money so you can move out on your own. That would be my best advice that all right i'm gonna do a few more guys um what would be your dream collaboration or shoot i don't know i don't really think i have one um 
I don't know. I, I, I've always wanted to be in like, um, Vogue magazine. So something like that, maybe like do a campaign for Dolce and Gabbana or like Dior or something like that would probably be like actually like a big name brand collaborations like that would be amazing. Um, but I've actually not really like, I haven't really just sat down and like thought about it and manifested that, but I think that would be really cool. I will say I would love to be in like, uh, you know, Vogue, Vogue magazine or one of those top end magazines. I think that would be really cool. And like, a, it's on my, my, my bucket list. So it would be, be amazing to be able to check that off. So I definitely think that, um, that's going to happen for me. I don't know when, but it's going to happen for me. I've, I've manifested that part as far as like being in a magazine. Um, especially recently, I don't know. It's been like coming into my mind and I've just like kind of been manifesting it. So it may not be tomorrow. It may not be in next five years, but it will happen. So that's one of, I guess my, my dream collaborations. Um, you wanted to go to college, but talk yourself out of a loan. Guys with college, it's so hard because I just saw another video that stated exactly what I believe in. Do not take out a loan for college, for a career that is not going to make you more than that loan. Like there are people who are paying off these college debts that they're going to take, it's going to take them 30, 40 years to pay off. Like personally, don't fucking do that to yourself. Like I would not do that to myself. Like if it's a five, five to $20,000 loan would be like my max and not even per year. I feel like I would say like entirety. Um, because I feel like it's, it's very doable, doable to pay that back, but anything over 20 to get into the hundreds, fuck that. Like I just couldn't personally do that, especially if you are not going to be making at least more than six figures, it's not worth it for me. Like, yeah, I understand like plastic surgeons and things like that, like actual doctors, you're going to make that, hopefully make that income back. But as entrepreneurs and things like that, I do, I am a firm believer in investing in your, 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 you know, your mind and, and getting better at your, whatever you're good at, but do that with outside courses that sometimes college isn't going to teach you. Like for me, you know, I'm taking a master class right now and doing things like that to help, you know, in the areas that I feel like I need help in, but it costed me like 150 bucks. Right. And so I will say that if you do want to go to college and that's the route that you want to take and you think you can build, build a career out of that, then take the loan, but just make sure you're being wise about taking the loan and find actual like ways around that, maybe scholarships and things like that. But that's honestly my mindset on, on college, just because I just know so many people that are just in so much debt with school and they're like nowhere close to paying it off or they're nowhere near that. They got the degree and are not even using it. So make sure that you choose something wisely. And it's not all about money. I will say that if you want to be an art teacher, be a, be an art teacher, do what it, do what it, whatever is going to fill your heart with happiness. But I will say this money does not buy happiness, but it does bring happiness. Cause once, when you have money, there's less things that you can stress about. You can help more people out. You can help your, your family out. You can live you don't have to live above your, your needs, but you can live right there and just be comfortable and it'll be good. Cause it's tough. I will say that like not being able to have a steady income and be struggling day to day is very, very tough. Regardless, if you love the career, it's, it's tough. So you have to pick if that's the battle that you want to choose with, go with and live with basically. All right. A few more. Um, my man told me he's cheated on all former girlfriends. What am I supposed to think? Girl. Uh, this one's hard. I actually just saw someone in a relationship that I know like cheated in his past relationships. And I was like, God bless this. Bless this new girlfriend because she's in it for a hard time. Um, it depends. Like how grown is this man now? Like, is he in a different area in his life? Um, cause I will say, I don't think, I don't believe in once a cheater, always a cheater, because I think it's all based on experiences. You know, cheating, I, I believe is not black and white. There are different factors into cheating. Did he cheat sexually? Did he cheat just by kissing? Did he, you know, what, 
what areas was he cheating in and how long ago did he cheat? And is he in a new area in his life where he's ready to commit and settle down? Because that's very important. If this guy cheats because he goes to the club with his friends and that's where he cheats and he's still going out to clubs with his friends, girl, that pattern is not going to stop. I don't give a fuck how much this guy cares for you. He's going to care for you for a year or two years. Things are going to start getting comfortable. Things are going to get a little, you know, not boring, but like I said, comfortable. He's going to go out with his guy friends. Something's going to happen at home that you guys are like not a hundred percent at, and it's going to happen again. He's going to be uninterested in his household and go out and probably cheat again. And like I said, it's not, it doesn't have to be a sex thing, but like, that's why I'm saying like, check the pattern. If that's the pattern that he's, that's he had in the past and he still has it now, more likely than not, he's going to cheat again. So I would just say, ask, ask questions. If you want to know like how he cheated, when he cheated, what he was going through in his time, like why he cheated and if, like I said, if that's still a current pattern in your life, then I would say run before it happens to you because it's, it's cheating is depending on how it is. It's a pattern that's very hard to break unless it is, like I said, it was a one-time thing. It happened. It'll never happen again. And there are cases like that. But if you said that this person's cheated on all his previous girlfriends, what makes you think that he's going to change with you? So ask yourself that question. All right. Mm. Less than a year of dating, too soon to move in together. I'm 30, he's 38. Hell no. You move in together when you think it's time. Like no one knows what you're feeling and what that other person's feeling. Only you. Only you know what you're feeling in that relationship. And if you feel in your heart and in your gut that you're ready to take that next step with that person and move in, who cares what anybody else has to say? do it. It could be some people find their, their, their soulmate in like five, six months. I mean, if you believe in soulmates, but, and that's fine. And they end up being very happy. Do whatever you feel like is right in your heart. But if something is telling you to wait, then maybe wait, you know, listen to your gut. 99% of the time it's right. So listen to your gut. If it's telling you, Hey, I don't know. I have a a weird feeling about this, maybe hold out a few more months. But if you feel like, hey, I'm ready to take this next leap, do it. I feel like a year is definitely not too soon. If you were to say three months, I'd be like, mm, let's wait a little bit. But a year? Hell no, girl, that's not too soon at all. All right. Uh, if you felt like what you're doing in life isn't for you, but you've already made it your life, you can always make something else your life, girlfriend. You are, <laughs> you are, I was going to say, even if you're 60, who cares if you're 60 and want to start over? You can always start over at any point in your life. Who cares if you've already made it your life? Keep making that your life while you're working on something else that you want to make into your life. You never know what path you're going to take. I don't know if I'm going to be doing this the rest of my life, but I'm not going to say just because I'm doing this the rest of my life, I'm going to keep doing it the rest of my life. Who knows? Maybe in five years from now, I, you know, I say, I don't want to do social media anymore. I want to get into real estate or, you know what? I want to get rid of all my social media and I want to make a restaurant. Who cares if that's not the path I took five, 10 years ago, it's a new path I want to take. So I don't, I never think it's, I, I know it's never too late to start something new and please do not hold yourself back from maybe potentially doing something you love and, and it could be the best decision of your life because you're stuck in like, oh, well, I already chose this. I should be stuck in this. Fuck no, hell no change, do whatever it needs that you need to do to make that your new life or make whatever it is that you enjoy your new life. All right. I'm going to do a few more because I think I've been talking way too much. All right. Uh, oh, how to stop letting your narcissistic mother-in-law get to you. Uh, I don't, thankfully I don't have a narcissistic. My mother-in-law is like the best. She's, she's the sweetest. Um, that's a hard one. I would just ignore your mother-in-law. Like I would just, you know, unless she's living with you, which I hope she's not living with you. If she doesn't affect you, if your husband's on your side, that's all that fucking matters. Just make him on your side, ignore whatever she's got to say, smile, nod along, whatever you got to do at that time to make things less awkward and then move on. We've had, Chris and I have had plenty of conversations like that where we, you know, we just got to nod, say, okay, okay, okay. And then we let it go. <laughs> so just do that. All right. One, one more. 
Um, what would you do if you are with your boyfriend for two years, but he hasn't introduced you to his parents, but says he is serious and has met your, all your family? Um, two years is a long time. Um, I don't know. That's a little weird that he, a little weird, but if it's been two years and you still haven't met his family, like, is he really trying to be serious? And I feel like at this point, it's like, Hey, I need you to introduce me to your family. Cause so I, I, I see that this is, we are heading in this direction. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I know there's people who are like, I don't like giving guys ultimate ultimatums. I don't give a fuck. I'll give a guy an ultimatum either this, because I feel like sometimes guys are just so dumb. Like they don't get things or they want to, I don't even know what the word would be, but I feel like they just don't get things. And I'm like, I, I'm a firm believer in ultimatums. Like, I don't care. Like either you want what I want in my, out of my life and you want to go in the same direction or you don't give it to me because me waiting another fucking year, wasting, potentially wasting my time because you know, oh yeah, you're going to meet my family. You're going to meet my family. You're going to meet my family. What if you fucking don't girl? What if it's a whole nother year and you don't definitely have that conversation and be like, Hey, I'm ready to meet your family. If this relationship is as serious as you say it is, then I think it's time. See what he says. And Hopefully he'll make the plans for you to meet his family sometime soon. All right. Actually, I do have one more because I remember I screenshotted this one because she sent it through me through DM and it was a good one. So this one's actually a long one um, and it'll actually end the, the podcast on a really good note and on a future podcast. So she says, I've been in a serious relationship with my boyfriend for two and a half years. We lived together for a bit over two of those. Okay. I guess, um, fantastic relationship. We have no doubt we'd make great life partners, but there is one issue before he met me. He was certain he wanted kids, but I'm more of a logical thinker and explain to him the reasons why raising kids isn't the lifestyle or commitment I'd want to do it right. would be so much work. And I've felt I'd rather give that time to myself and my friends and my hobbies, etc. So now he's still a he still wants kid, but is much less certain about it. I suppose I could also change my mind. I'm 24. He's 25, but I'm worried he'll, he'll be sad or unfulfilled if I don't change my mind. Neither of us are hundred percent how strongly we'll feel in one way or another in five years. We both feel we are in love with each other's lives though. So we do stick together and hope we end up on the same page. What would Jazzy do? This is perfect because this was me. Like I, when I was growing up, when I was 18, 19, I was like, yeah, I want a kids. I want family. I want two kids and I want a house and I want this and this and that. And as my life progressed and my mindset has changed, I've shifted into, I don't want kids. Whereas Chris was off. I think we were younger. I think we did talk about having a family, but I think once we got married, he was just like a little bit before we got married, he's like, I don't want kids. And then as he's progressed more and more, he's like, I definitely don't want kids. Um, and I'm actually going to have someone on the podcast very soon. And we are going to go over, you know, why we chose not to have kids or why we're choosing not to have kids and all the stigmas around that, all the, you know, criticism around that, especially in my culture and her culture. Um, and I'm really excited about that podcast. Um, it's coming out very soon. So, but I will say like, you know, I think people change. I think ideas can change. And I would say like, if he's, you know, indifferent about it now, he could possibly change. I think for him though, he needs to decide if he does want 100% sure he wants kid, kids, or if he's like, you know what, if we have kids, great. But if we don't have kids, I'm also happy because that's where it lies. And I think he's the one that's going to have to make that decision because you are indifferent. And I will say like, I, me being the one that sometimes wants to have kids is hard because I know Chris doesn't want to have kids. And I'm like, I don't ever want to have a kid with someone who doesn't want the kid. And Chris says, no, no, no. Like if we get pregnant, I obviously like would want the kid. Like, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, he's like, I don't want kids. So for me, I'm also like in my life, so happy with how my life is. And when I think about my future now, I don't really see myself as a mom. I don't see my life with kids. And so I feel like I'm, I guess, 
I'm the one more compromising as the fact saying like, actually, you know, I'm fine without having kids. I'm okay with not having kids in my life. As long as he's okay with me spoiling my nephews and nieces and my friends' babies. Like I've told him that like, and especially recently, like I don't have kids, but I love kids. I love kids. I, I think it's like, you know, for a short amount of time. I love my niece. I love, you know, my best friend, Aureli, her baby Mia. I love her. I like, I obsessed with her. Like I love kids, but I also love the fact that I don't have kids. Um, but I'm willing to, you know, compromise that because I'm also not at hundred percent that I want kids if he's okay with me spoiling other people's kids. So that's where we kind of compromise. Um, but I will say he just has to make sure that he's at a, at least knows that he doesn't want kids hundred percent because if he knows in his heart that he for sure wants kids, it'll eventually lead to problems down the road and it'll eventually lead to where you're going to have to be like the one to be like, I guess I'll have a kid for you. And then that can bring up issues in the future. But we will go more deep into this topic once I have my guest um, because I really want to talk about everything and why I'm choosing not to have kids and all everything that goes around that. Um, so um, there's just a lot to cover, but I definitely think that if you can, if you can both communicate with each other transparently and honestly, I don't see why you guys can't work things out. Um, and hopefully you guys do come to a medium, but yeah, it's kids are not an easy topic to talk about, but anyways, that's it for what would Jazzy do? Um, like I said, I, let me know if you guys like these episodes. They're a little bit of just like everywhere because it's just like, and I didn't even get like through half of them of just like what different scenarios of what I would do. I think overall, overall today's segment, um, was very much about if you're not happy with the life that you have, go fucking create it for yourself or do whatever you got to do to make that happen for yourself. Especially girls, you are so much stronger than you give yourself credit sometimes, especially, and I will, and, and I hate to say this, but especially in like different cultures and my Latina culture, like please don't stick to the stigma that men are the ones that are supposed to take care for you and that you're supposed to just be not have something for yourself and you're not going to be as successful as men because that is not true. You, we as women are so fucking powerful. And I think especially as a culture, we are so strong. And if you can bring that, that strength out, I promise you, you can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. So I hope that um, you know, this segment at least resonated with you. And like I said, don't forget about our merch and that's about it guys. Drink your water, live a healthy lifestyle. And if you guys have any questions, always feel free to reach out. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it on your story. That way we can all grow together. So thank you guys so much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and I will see you guys next week. Bye. I'm trapped in, I'm trapped in.